Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Kira Reed Lorsch with us today. She is a daytime Emmy-nominated actress and Emmy award-winning producer. She has appeared in over 100 films and television shows. She can currently be seen in the feature films Beckman and Amityville Witches and on the dramas The Bay and Rumors and in the comedy series Wild Wild Yogis. And we're excited to have her on today. So yes. welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Chris and Sandy. This is fun. It's, it's definitely our pleasure. And you're yes. the first ones with our new background. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> so I always like to start the show out the same way as um, we do. You know, in the last 18 months or so, it's been rough for a lot of people. Um, oh, yes. How has COVID affected you and what you do? And what have you done to maneuver through this craziness? Well, craziness is a good way of putting it. I think I've had like three or four nervous breakdowns and a couple mental collapses. And I definitely went up and down pant sizes and, and lost my mind a few times and, and found it again. And that's what I think is really important about um, what we're learning during this pandemic and lockdowns and everything is that how resilient we are as as people and, and how much the mind does control you know, how we feel about things and react to things we can't control. And, yeah. um, and and also like really being able to to give it over to God and be like, have faith yeah. that everything's just going to be all right. And we're going to get through this and come out the other side. OK, because, you know, this is this is bigger than, you know, us as little individual people. It's a, it's a worldwide situation. So. Um, you know, and it really is shining a spotlight on mental health. As you probably yep, know, so I, I've worked with and been on the board of the Thalians, Hollywood for mm -hmm. Mental Health, not because I've got perfect mental health. Because <laughs> I think we're all, we all push to our limit and we can all yeah. go a little crazy. And, you know, um, what's great about this is, you know, we're doing a show like this. Mm -hmm. we, we learn to adapt People yeah. Made, yeah. made movies under quarantine. You know, we'll talk about the movie mm -hmm. I made in Malta, of all places, during the <laughs> pandemic, Love on the Rock. You know, we yeah. we found a way to figure it out. Exactly. And, 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 you know, to enjoy being home with our animals or our family and, you know, working from home and not having to commute in L.A. traffic and, you know, I, I, I'm a, a, a homebody <laughs> when, I, when I can. So I've made the most of it in cooking and, you know, having small barbecues in the backyard and things as things opened up more and just making the most of the downtime. Um, so I get excited when the world opens and we can go out and see our friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, for us, you know, we launched a show January of 2020. So a couple months before COVID. Wow. And I remember thinking, you know, our original plan was 100 interviews first year. We thought if we could do that, it'd be a great foundation for that yes. first year. And then COVID happens. And I'm sitting there watching things get shut down. I told Sandy, you know, we can't change COVID, but this could be our silver lining. You know, we just need to step it up because people like you are going to need a place to talk. And we're going to yeah. give it to them. And, and because of that, we've done, and because of that, we've done over 450 interviews since. 
That's amazing. Yeah, this whole, just learning how to use Zoom. The only time I ever used Zoom before this was with um, therapy sessions with my counselor. And, he, and this is like six years ago. So I was like, by the, by the time I get to therapy for an hour, I've driven in traffic for an hour, was late because I couldn't find parking. Then I do my therapy for an hour. I feel great. Then I get back in traffic and, it, and something happens and like I have to go back to therapy. So I think all these Zoom meetings, like I had a, um, a board meeting for the California Science Center this week. We did it on Zoom. We didn't all have to drive across town and take off work and, you know, do all this stuff. We we got to do it, you know, and it, and is it weird that we're getting used to this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And, and, you know, like with our show, you know, it would be cool to have people face to face. But you know what? That would limit what we could do. That's true, because we can interview. Yeah, someone. you can probably do three or four interviews a day if you wanted to just knock them out in a day and then put them up later. And just, yeah, that's amazing. It's like you've got everyone can make their own thing now. There's no excuse because there's so many outlets. Um, people, like you said, like me, need a place to go talk about stuff. Um, mm -hmm. and, and everybody can be their own television studio now. From their yep. own laptop yep. computer or cell phone, you know, from their iPhone, whatever you got, you can make it work. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. You know, we still don't have a webcam. Our phone is our web. I found a way to use our phone, the, the Android S20, as the webcam, okay. only the cam, and everything else is through the laptop. Yeah, it's great. I love it. So, um, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to become an actress? But I like to go deeper than that. When did it click that you this could be a career for you? You know, I, I'll answer both questions. Um, I, I, I was telling the story the other day. My mom was actually listening to the interview and she's like, I can't even remember that. How do you remember that? You were four. <laughs> but when I was four years old, I was watching Romper Room on TV and I was trying to get into the television. Like, how do I get on the show? <laughs> mom, mom, I want to be on TV with Miss Marianne in, the, in, in Romper Room. How do I do it? And um, she called up, um, you know, the local television studio. We lived in Northern California and mm -hmm. they shot in Oakland and she got me a meeting. You know, she sent in my a little Polaroid oh. picture of me. Awesome. My daughter wants to be on Romper Room. We spent the night at a friend's house near the Oakland studio. We came down the hill and and the next day I was on Miss Marianne's Romper Room and I was good yeah. at it. Like I was happy to be there and they picked me for the front row because I was excited and I knew it with all the names and I knew what they did on the show because I watched it every day, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and from there, it just, you know, the school plays is how I knew I was, I was good because I, one of my first um, theater experiences was I went in to be cast in the, you know, the Christmas pageant and I was about six years old now, um, seven, um, I just turned seven and um, I auditioned to be like the cute little girl in the Christmas pageant. I ended up being cast as Santa Claus. <laughs> Oh, wow. So because I was the only one of that age group of my class that could like be boisterous and be Santa Claus and like, you know, act to yeah. the balcony in the back of the gymnasium, you know, yeah. I, try. I just I loved being on stage. I loved, you know, I was this little girl with a big booming personality and voice. If you put me on stage, I was kind of shy in life. But as soon as I was a oh, character, wow. 
I, I became larger than life. So I just sort of always had it in me. And luckily my family kind of nurtured me to do that. I went to arts high schools for dance and theater in both Louisville, Kentucky, and then in Los Angeles. From there, I got a scholarship to UCLA School of Theater, Film and Television and started auditioning. And I started from the bottom. I was an extra. I worked on production wow. sets. I volunteered to be the PA. I just wanted to learn everything and do it. And then, you know, but I always had in my mind, you know, I'm going to, be successful and you know do things and i i had that positive mindset but it wasn't just my brain mindset it was my action of doing it yeah and here That's i am good. practically 50 years old now yeah, <laughs> so I've, been, I've been active on television for over 45 years yeah i've been i just turned 50 but yeah you're talking about yeah. that the acting you know a lot we've one thing i've learned within the entertainment world is there is luck involved, but you never get to the lucky parts mm -hmm. if you don't do the work part. Right. You know, I think there, there's the saying about luck is preparation meets timing. Yeah. So you've got to be prepared. And then the luck comes in. You have to work on your craft. You have to put yourself out there. You got to be ready. Yeah. And so when that break that comes. Lucky break, but it wouldn't have been a good thing unless you were prepared and could do it. Yeah, and that's like with us, you know, we're trying to build this show and we're trying to grow. And, you know, I'm like, whatever happens down the road, we're going to be prepared because we've done 450 interviews. So, you know, wherever this goes, we're we're just working it, working it, working it. And eventually that breakthrough will happen. For sure. And you're getting great guests. I, I watched your John Tesh interview the other day and like you're getting great people. So, you know, it, it shows that you know what you're doing and um, you're doing a great job. Well, we appreciate that. And that's, that's been the crazy part. You know, we launched, we originally launched the show um, as a country music interview show. That's the roots of the <laughs> that's show. That's the roots the of the show. Uh -huh. And then yeah. COVID kind of, you know, in COVID, we, were, we had to pivot because all of a sudden, you know, in September of last year, a lot of musicians were starting to get gigs again. Mm -hmm. And so the, it started to slow down of booking. And I was like, well, what do we do? Um, I'm so used to doing this all the time. What do we do? Yeah, we want to stay booked up. And, and yeah. I was like, you know what? That's I wonder if the acting side would take us in the way the music yeah. side and, and sometimes it crosses over. You know, a yeah. lot of times yeah. it does. There's so many great country artists who are also great actors. Reba. Yep. Tim McGraw is amazing um, or people that, you know, it's like the people who are married to the actor or actress, like you know, yes. the Paisleys and, <laughs> yep. Williams and um, Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban, mm -hmm. like Hollywood and country music somehow go hand in hand. It's, it's like, it's like, or, or, or sports and country music or, you know, there, there's all different ways you can branch out. My sister lives in Nashville. She's um, a singer songwriter, Christina Troutman, and she's there. I don't know if she took, she just got married during oh, wow. COVID. I love that whole scene. I was there for the pilgrimage music festival last year, which is going mm -hmm. on. I think it's this coming weekend. I wish I could go, but it's Emmy's oh, wow. here and pilgrimage yeah. festival there. And you know, so much there, you can't be three places at once. Yeah. Now, speaking of um, the work that we were just talking about, I like to go deeper now. As you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, the glory mm -hmm. of like a Blake Shelton, the glory of the big actors, actresses. Yeah. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get to y'all's level, but even a career level within entertainment. And I always want to talk about that because I think it's kind of sugarcoated out there. You know, people gloss over that because they think I got the talent, I can make it. 
But we both know without the work ethic, you can forget it anyway. So what are some of the sacrifices you've made through the years to get to where you are? That's a great question. And I like that you said the work ethic um, to make it because I'm not a big star. I can walk down the street. People don't know who I am unless they've seen my specific movies. Like I'm a character actress. You know, I've, I've been, you know, a little part in big things and big parts and little things, but I'm not super famous. I'm just a hardworking actress. You know what I mean? I'm, and, and that's all that I need. You know, I kind of like that middle of the road where I can still live a normal life and, you know, make a living and, and get success, you know, to some degree as an actor, but it is hard work. And, um, you know, not only did I study it and go to acting class and go to school and work my way up from being an extra to being a leading lady and executive producer. Um, wow. Like in Beckman, you know, I executive produced the movie. I get to work alongside Billy Baldwin and David A.R. White and, and Burt Young and like all these legends. Um, Jeff Fahey's in that movie as well, wow. you know, and, and to get there and be comfortable there, it's just because I've been doing it so long. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I also have a, a gut feeling that's a gut feeling because you can tell when things are right or it's going to be a good fit for you. So you pick and choose the things you want to get involved with as a producer or what you just, you know, are just happy to be hired as an actress. But it's it's because of the long grind and, and sacrifices, I would say, like, I, I, I don't have a family. I'm not married. I, I was married. My husband passed away four years ago. And, and he was a lovely man, but not in the entertainment industry, but a businessman mm -hmm. was sometimes, you know, in the, on the, pro, the production side of things as an investor or an executive producer, yeah. because he was good at putting deals together and making oh, wow. things happen. But, you know, I, I was a workaholic. I didn't marry him until I was 37 because I was busy as a producer. I worked 16 hour days. I was producing mm -hmm. news magazine travel shows. Shows. I was traveling the world. I decided that I would rather do that than settle down or have kids <laughs> or get married or live a normal life. I was like, I'm having too much fun. But you do have to choose sometimes. I, I, you can have it all, maybe if you're just. Oprah said that too. And we have a lot of help. I don't know, you know. But for me, it was like I kind of have to choose. Like, do I nurture a relationship, or am I on the road and nurturing my career, or you know? So I, I really followed my heart. And also, like, I lived in a dinky little studio apartment for many years, driving my beat up Honda Civic, well into you know I was thirty, and you know because I was just making a living. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we're in movies, yet I would go to my cocktail waitressing job or my bartending job um, you know, in between things because I still had to keep a normal job <clears throat> to like pay my rent. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's not like, oh, Kira, she's a Beverly Hills socialite now and, and, and an award-winning, Emmy award-winning actress. I'm like, yeah, I was also the girl, you know, wiping down your spilled beer <laughs> with peanuts on the floor everywhere. You know, it's like, I, and that, I think that helps as an actor too, to like, when it's not just given to you, when you do have to make sacrifices, when you do have to work hard, you enjoy the, 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 the awards and rewards and success that much more better. -er. Yeah, because you know, you're talking about doing uh, waitressing. Uh, I mean, it's like, I mean, I just turned 50 and we really don't have, other than this, we really don't have a career. I mean, we, we deliver food in the evenings to stay yes. afloat. 
while we yeah, built this show. <laughs> yes, we so, so we were one of the people that pull up to people's houses during this whole pandemic when they needed yes, food. to drop their food. Thank <laughs> God and Chris and Sandy for that. <laughs> and we and, and we do so we can do what we love too. Yeah. Like we work day jobs or night jobs. Yeah. Like I was working night jobs in restaurants and bars and things so I could have my days free to audition. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do the food delivery because it's flexible because yeah, you know, if all of a sudden an artist or an actress needs needs to be 8, 8 p.m. in the evening, well, guess what? We can move what we do yeah, so we can still do your it. Own schedule. You're the boss of your own life. Yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side. Um, let's flip the script and go the other way and talk about the glory side. What are some moments where you're like, wow, that happened? I'm sure the Emmys could be part of that. Yeah, you know, when uh, I joined the Emmy nominated The Bay, the mm -hmm. year they won, they hadn't won, and then they won the, the daytime Emmy that year for best show. There weren't categories yet for actor and actress and stuff like oh, that. But wow. I joined the producing team. So I, I, um, because they saw I was, they didn't realize I was a producer. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I, I started solving some problems or, you know, getting some sponsorship or, you know, having some ideas and, um, you know, raising money, you know, for a struggling um, small show. And, and they've gone on to win a bunch of Emmys. And, you know, I'm not a producer on the show anymore. But when they were first starting out, it was really fun to be a part of that production team. And guess what? The next two years in a row, I won Emmys as a producer. And I was nominated for a daytime oh, wow. Emmy for acting, playing Joe Connors um, for Best Supporting Actress. I didn't win. But this is the Bay, you know, we're just an online drama on Amazon. We were up against, wow. um, you know, all the big shows for a lot of the categories. So, and I was never, uh, the Bay uses a lot of um, Gregory and Christos. Gregory Martin um, is, is the creator and the, the writer is from General Hospital, um, Wendy Rich. So we have a lot and they pull a lot of actors from, you know, the big four Bold and the Beautiful, Young and the Restless yeah. Days of Our Lives in General Hospital, the four that are left, and also act the older actors who were on shows back in the day that no longer exist, All My Children, One Life to yeah. Live, After the World yeah. Turns, Ryan's Hope, you can go on and on and on and on. But the soap opera was sort of a, um, a fading genre, but then kind of like your show, you know, being able to do whatever you want to do and use new media as a platform, they kind of re-modernized it. And I was happy to be part of that revolution of new media coming in and making programming. And then the, like the Emmys recognized that and created new categories for oh, new wow. media that were doing okay. it. So I was part of that kind of changeover and, and, and revolution and the primetime Emmys now do it as well in new media. So, or um, video shorts and things like that. Mm -hmm. So short form. So it, that's really exciting. And it all, you know, it's one of those things that when you're a little girl and you're dreaming about, you know, being an actress, you know, and yeah. all those seasons, like I'm going to be an Emmy award winning actress and I'm going to, and you're practicing your Oscar speech and all those things. When people are like, are you surprised? Are uh, yeah. you won an Emmy? Are you, are you shocked? I'm like, no, I've been envisioning in this and manifesting this <laughs> all of my life by believing yeah. it's 
possible and believing I have it. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, so that was a, just kind of a check mark that says, Kira, you're doing good and you're, you're on the right path, you know? And it's like, uh, uh, you did good from God. <laughs> you know? yeah. like you're, do, you're doing, you're doing good there and you're not always on the right path. You make bad choices. You go off in a yeah. different direction. Yeah. You do this and you God know, pulls you back. a year and a half at a time. And you're like, something's wrong with me. You know? <laughs> and then you, you get a really good part or, a you know, um, so just something happens out of the blue and it's not, you know, and I love dressing up and going on the red carpet and, you know, fashion is my hobby is my fun. You know, I'm, you know, I, I have my little, you know, from my local little place in Oceanside, they, they make earrings, gypsy den. Yeah. I've got my, my Gucci, my Gucci little faux jewels on because they're so fun. I love this loved necklace and my oh, little Armani dress that I don't tell anybody, but I got it second hand on the real, real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love putting outfits together in fashion. And I think that's part of, you know, the, the, any artist, whether you be an actor, a painter, a musician, whatever, like, you know, that's, it's part of the fun. Like we watch these award shows, not for who wins sometimes. So who's, who's wearing who and what, what <laughs> and it's all about, you know, romance and fashion. <laughs> and speaking of Emmys, we got a, a sign on our wall that says Emmy winning Chris and Sandy show. So good. You're well on your way. <laughs> Roger Neal, who's the PR guy who booked me on this show, he's very good at getting people submitted. So you ask him what what categories you could be submitted in when you feel you're ready and have your shows good enough together. You submit a reel of all your best shows and one's best episode, and you say, "This is our Emmy worthy episode," and then people vote on it. And where right. are you guys located? We're in Savannah, Georgia, right now. Savannah, Georgia, right now. yeah. Savannah, There's so Georgia. much in Savannah, Georgia. Everybody loves the South. There's these. I think their Netflix is is building a new studio there. Oh, oh wow! wow. You heard about that? I think it's Netflix, but you're going to have an influx of actors and people huh. working in the business. So you're going to get more people to interview um, and possibly on hit hit shows right in your own backyard. So if you start to do in studio stuff, too, that might be a, mm -hmm. a, a fun yeah. addition. Because we're actually yes. planning on moving to Nashville next year. A lot of stuff happens there, too. That's right. Yeah. I saw your, your Instagram post about that. Nashville's a hub of entertainment. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, like, like Atlanta is now. It's like yeah, Hollywood, it is. And, yes. you know, and music. It's, it's, it's Hollywood. Because right now, I think the places are Miami, Atlanta, New York, Nashville, and L.A. Mm -hmm. I think that's the yeah. hub. Yeah. I love LA. I've lived in California all my life. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm back in um, Los Angeles after going back and forth from Oceanside to LA. And um, during the pandemic, I was really nice to be outside of the city and by the beach. But um, I just spent so much time coming back to LA and I got a great offer on my beach house down there. And so, you know, so now I'm looking for like maybe my next investment property will be Nashville area, Tennessee. I love Knoxville. Oh, um, Louisville, Kentucky is where my step family is. My brother lives there. I went to high school there. So I, I love Louisville, Kentucky too. That whole area, you know, and and they have a beautiful art program in high school that you know in in Louisville, Kentucky. So you know that you don't have to be in Hollywood proper these days to to be in the entertainment business. Especially with things like this. Yeah. yeah. 
Because with, with shows like this, yeah, live streaming. Because we've had a lot of um, your up and coming actor and actresses tell us that it's actually opened the door for them because, you know, before the pandemic, you had they had to have their parents fly them into L.A. and all that. They said now you can uh, because of the pandemic, they right. can apply for parts. Right. Or parts. And then if they get it, then they fly in. Totally. Yeah. They used to do way more in person, like. But even before the pandemic, we were doing online auditions and, and you know, oh, self-tapes sort of thing. But now it's like completely all self-tape. And instead of going in, being flown in or having to go in person to an executive's, you know, casting mm -hmm. meeting, which is like the final callback, you know, when they want to feel your energy, see what you're like, see, you know, and ha oh, by the way, for all the up and comers, half of the battle is just having them like you. Big good energy. You know what I mean? Like, is this the kind of person that we'd want on our set <laughs> that we may want to work with again and again and again and in a recurring part or a series regular or on a long movie shoot on location? So showing up and being nice, <laughs> being on time, half the battle. Talent, <laughs> that everybody's talented. You know, there's hundred thousand SAG actors, you know, up for your part. You know, so what's going to win you over is something different, not just, you know, if you get the lines right. <laughs> you know, what's funny is um, I had a PR friend of mine from Nashville. We were t t talking on the phone, um, I guess, uh -huh. about six, eight months ago. And she was telling me that I need to rearrange some things with our show and it might would be better. And I was asking her why and all that. And I, I was like, well, I was like, you do know that they, you know, PR companies keep bringing us more people. She goes, well, that's just because they like you eventually. That yeah. So, I, <laughs> yeah, that's a good start. And you know what? It's, it's so I, I like to take everyone's advice and listen and kind of go what resonates with exactly. me. Sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes they'll mess yeah. you up. But sometimes it's like they give you a one little good idea that you can incorporate and make it better. Like if you're open to it, you know what I mean? So like exactly. I, I like to I like I like to be open minded with stuff. Like the listen, but I know listen. everything and I know what I'm doing and you can't teach me anything because then I'll never get better. <laughs> I wanna be better. I wanna grow. I wanna learn, you know. And that's good because again, it's great to learn, but it's also great to make that final decision yourself where, you know what, if yeah. that don't feel like I had a friend of mine, or I guess mm -hmm. you should say ex friend of mine. Um, he believed in our show, I think. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, he was telling me that I think that some changes can be made, but if I'm going to help you, you have to agree right now that you'll do anything I say. Before I tell you what you have to do. And is I'm his gonna, name in the title of this show? I don't think so. It says the Chris but, and Sandy show. I don't know well, what this guy's funny. name, but it's not on the title of the show. No, I'm not making not. an agreement like that when he wouldn't <laughs> tell me what ideas yeah, he would have. agree to anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what if he just said, um, you need to uh, only do the Chris show or something? Well, I yeah, mean, <laughs> to cut one of us out. You, know you can't please everybody and everyone's got their own ideas. <laughs> and guess what? Everyone's world does revolve around them. And you get to pick and choose if you want it to, to get into yeah. your, you know, evolution, revolution. If you want to let them in your world <laughs> or not. That's like, you know, that, like you said, you know, you're, you get to be your, you get to choose your own schedule your executive producers of your own show you know i always say i'm executive producer of my own life 
You know, oh, I love that. what you want to do, who you want to date, who whose phone call you want to answer at the moment. You know what I mean? Like you, mm-hmm. it's really nice to be, um, to, to be con, you know, self confident enough or self aware enough yeah. Um, yeah. to, to know what you want and what's not good for and you. Go after you know, it. Sometimes you let weirdos in or bad people in, or, you know, somebody that you think is helping, that's not really helping. And guess what? We learn a lesson, but, um, because my thing is, I'd rather go into prayer, and if I still don't feel comfortable with, I'm not going to do it. Good, good. That's a great motto. And I'll, yes. but I'll listen. You know, I will listen to what people say. I've, I've had a lot of people advice, try right? to give me advice for the show, and and I'm like, okay, um, no to that, no to that, up, oh, yes to that, but no to yes. Because <laughs> you know, because sure. again, it's you know. Once you've done 450 shows, it's like um, you start seeing, okay, what questions resonate, what doesn't mm-hmm. resonate, mm-hmm. Um, body. And, and you know, we started going about it. We're almost a year of doing video because we used to do audio only. So we like yeah. this. We see the because there are times where I can tell body language when a question is like not hitting it right. So mm-hmm. I will just kind of maneuver Change around. <laughs> And you know what? We're so used to Zoom now, like it's on all the time. Like I'll forget I'm on camera. So you really do get a lot of truth from people on video. Like I'll yawn or I'll do something. I'm like, well, wait, people are watching me do that. They'll think I'm bored, <laughs> you know, because we're so comfortable now. <laughs> so what's been your hardest role to play? Hardest. Or hardest, you know, toughest, you know, whatever you want to, however you want to go with that one. That that's a really good question. You know, um, I th- it, it it depends on. Um, look, I always go with my most recent ones because those are the ones that I remember most. I may have forgotten yeah. how hard other ones were. As I get older, it's harder to remember lines, and it's also like doing physicality is mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. harder. Um, a little bit um, just because you're worn out by doing a lot of stuff, action stuff, but and emotionally exhausted. But um, I did a movie, Acts of Desperation, with um, Paul Servino, Jason yeah. Gedrick, Treva Etne. This was in 2017. It came out in 2019. And my husband had just died. And I was a mess. Like I was just like, you know, tra- traumatized. I was not going through grief. I was being doing self-destructive behaviors, wow. kind of being a big jerk. Um, and and I was like, I need to channel this negative energy that mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'm so desperate. I'm not sleeping. I'm you know like I'm tr- I'm trying to grasp you know onto people and things. And what do I do? And I'm moving. And I'm this. And I'm that. And I'm just so scattered, and and sad. And like mm-hmm. angry at the world and the script that a friend of mine, um, Vince Lozano, who's also in this movie, he's great in this movie, um, sent me. I was visiting my friends, um, Ron Moss from The Bay and The Bold mm-hmm. and the Beautiful and of the, the band mm-hmm. player. Um, anyway, I was w- visiting him and his wife, um, Devin DeVasquez, in Belgium, of all places. And I couldn't what? sleep. So I, I, I opened the script that he sent me while I was on the plane. And I read it. And I read it through. And I laughed and I cried. And I laughed and I cried. And I said, this is exactly. And, and he said, let me know if you're interested in maybe doing this movie. I think you would be good wow. in it. What part resonates with you? And I said, the desperate, suicidal, <laughs> crazy woman. That's what I'm <laughs> So instead of having to 
um, all that turmoil that I had in my real life, and, and some acting teachers will hate me or actors for saying this, but uh, art is therapeutic. I got to work all of that stuff that I was going through in my real life out on this. Yeah. yeah. I was crying uncontrollably. Guess what? Crying uncontrollably was called for for this part. Oh, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. I'll just do it on cue. You know? <laughs> um, so I'm like, I'm doing it anyway. Like, I yeah. love yeah. this movie. I'm a wreck. It's because I've been crying uncontrollably in my real life. But it was perfect for that role. So it was a really mm -hmm. tough one to do. But it was also like hard things. It was the most, um, one of the most rewarding ones because it was cathartic. It turned out to be a great movie. Um, we shot some of it, you know, on a shoestring budget in my house. Um, I got to work with my friends and make art. Like, that's great. And you can get it on Amazon and on Walmart, on DVD and wherever, <laughs> you know, video <laughs> on demand you want and watch me be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and now we'll know that when you're a mess, you were really a mess. Yeah, I'm not that good of an actress. <laughs> <laughs> so as you as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the actress and the other actors and actresses, but they don't see the teams behind them. And in our opinion, the teams never get the love they deserve. They don't. So in our show, they do. So if you want to take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah, well, let, let's just talk about my latest movies that I've done with Pure Flix. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're faith-based, they're Christian. Who would have thought me? I was, uh, they cast me as the bad guy in all their movies. <laughs> 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 I was working with David A.R. White. We did Beckman together, um, yeah. which is now out on DVD and video on demand and streaming as of last couple weeks on mm -hmm. pureflix.com. Mm -hmm. So if you have pureflix, it's, it's free for you or Amazon prime, I believe it's free mm -hmm. for you as well, oh, wow. or you can get it on DVD. And, um, my friend Vincent DePaul, who's a producer on the Bay, he's also won Emmys on the Bay, introduced me to David. Me and David talked. I met with the director, Gabrielle Sabakoff, who's doing another project that I may, may do um, in the coming year. But you, you click with the people who really have a great vision and that are great writers and great directors. And they're, um, they shot the movie Love on the Rock in Malta during the pandemic. Wow. And I was cast oh. last minute. Vincent called me up. He's like, hey, can be in Malta in three days. We recast the lead bad lady to be a bad guy. And we want to surround him with women henchmen. So henchwomen. So I got to go to Malta, you know, at the edge of the world, you know, be between Sicily and Africa, there's a rock called Malta, yes. um, Love on the Rock, and got to work with this great creative team. So, you know, and, and I was just a little actress and a little part on that that big, well thought out, well directed by Matt Shapira movie, um, and that's out October fourteenth everywhere. Yeah. For my birthday this year, twenty twenty one, my big birthday. We won't mention how big it is because I look so great. For <laughs> my age, you won't believe it anyway. Um, but so look for Love on the Rock everywhere, digital and DVD. But you know that takes a lot of teamwork and working with an, a whole other country's commission to be able to get, um, you know, travel visas for actors from all over the world to get to a tiny island of a country. I mean, and then I've got the team that works for me, you know, just every day. I've got, I've got helpers who help me in my house so I can do my, my helper Guillermo who walks my dog during this interview. So she doesn't bark or chase the cats or, you know, bark at the yeah. man. Oh, yes. You know, um, I have, um, 
Um, Roger Neal, who does all of these, you know, yeah, right. interviews and introduces me to new people like you. And he he's he's helping out with um, Pure Flix and Pinnacle Peak Sony to do oh, wow. um, the the God's Not Dead premiere, and also hopefully the Love on the Rock premiere. We'll see. <laughs> um, but. Um, and, you know, it, it takes a village to, to have a big life. And, you know, I was at my mom's yesterday. You know, you give back, you do your own service, too. I was helping her with her bank accounts and her questions that she had mm -hmm. for mail. And it's like, you know, we're all constantly helping each other be and being at service to each other. And I, I find that the more I give, the more I get, for mm -hmm. sure. So um, Yeah, we do that with her mom and my dad, too. Um, but, yes, but they're we, up in age dad. now, so we have yeah. to, So she kind of runs the bank accounts for her mom. Yes, and anything yep. technology help they need there. We, we yeah, for it. sure. I, I go to my nephews when I need technology help. I'm like, I don't know. What do I do with this? What? How do I app that? <laughs> but, you know, they're 15 and 17. They were born with an iPhone in their hand. They know what to do. Oh yes. And speaking of family, we have a third co-host, our little nine-year-old. Sandy's gonna go get him I'll get bring him. him on and ask oh, a couple wonderful. questions. I've never seen him on the show. They're not the ones that He's I've been on almost every episode, just closer to the end. Okay. And um and you know, he loves that. And we got a two and a half year old little daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too. Because well, we are a family it's affair. It's a family affair. Yep. In fact, I even created a name, Family Affair Media. Oh, cool. One of my favorite awards is my family film award. Roger Neal is the executive producer. Oh, wow. Um, we got Finding Love in Quarantine nominated this year, and they won for David A.R. White, Best Actor and Best Series. And um, great, what, what, all the family films. It was hosted by Dean Kane, and I was a presenter. Yeah. I presented um, Best Supporting Actress. Scarlett Johansson won for... Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, it was it was great, and we also won. I was a producer on a Christmas movie that you can look up. This is our Christmas. It's a good kids movie for um, the holidays coming up. So look for yeah. This is our Christmas. Ah, Beverly Hills Christmas, and This is our Christmas. So while we're waiting on him to come up, there he is. <laughs> Hi, Kira. So what's oh, hey, how are you? Doing great. Good. Yeah, I haven't seen you on the show. I must not have gotten to your part. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Yes. Well, let me tell you, like my absolute favorite food, and I had this last night. I went, I took my sister and my nephews out to dinner last night, and we went to Capo, which mm -hmm. is a great Italian restaurant, and I love homemade pasta, and I, I love Italy, and they make a sweet corn ravioli with butter sauce mm. and truffles and it melts in your mouth and it's a little sweet and it's a little tangy and it's a little salty and it's super buttery. I, there's probably a whole stick of butter. I don't know how I'm fitting into this dress today, but I love food. I wish okay. I could cook like they do at Capo, but I can't. So luckily there's restaurants and food delivery. Uh, and what's your favorite food? My favorite food is pizza. Pizza. You can't go wrong with pizza. Do you like the thin kind that like goes in the pizza oven fast, or do you like the thick, deep dish kind? Uh, what do you like? What do you like? Oh thick. yeah, I I like like uh the thicker. Thicker, yeah, yeah. like Chicago pizza. <laughs> yeah. Well, like like Uno, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. 
<laughs> you're you're a young strapping boy. You can eat deep dish thick pizza. I can't. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he stays thin. He's, <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be taller than we. I mean, I'm five seven, so I'm short for a guy, but he's already almost as tall as me, and he's only nine. Right on. <laughs> Good for you. You'll be playing basketball in no time. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, what's your first TV show? My favorite TV show. That's a really good question. You know, hmm. Is it bad if I say ones that I'm in? Uh, no. If I want drama, I love The Bay. If I want or rumors, but that one's not out yet. It's coming out. Uh, it's coming out at the end of the year, early 2022. And then, and I play the acting teacher to all the young kids, so that's ooh. a fun one. And then, if you want to laugh. Um, there's a YouTube series called Wild Wild Yogis. I'm only in it for a little bit at the end. I come in as the CEO of La La Lime, a la Lululemon, to make all of the little Instagrammer selfie taker people, oh, look at me, I'm so famous. I'm like, I'm going to make you really famous. I'm going to put you on TV. So um, <laughs> that's a real fun one. And then I really like comedies. So I, um, I, I love The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm really loving Ted Lasso. I love Schitt's Creek. I loved, um, it's over now, Kimmy Schmidt and Glow. All of these have a little adult element to them, so they might not be good for you. Ted Lasso is pretty tame. But um, I like the quirky, smart, fun comedies. Those are the ones that really that make me happy, especially during this strange time. Like, I don't want to watch doom and gloom, end of the world action exactly. movies about the, you know, <laughs> things blowing up and it's Armageddon and there's a there's a, a virus that's going to kill us all. How do we escape? No, I want to watch. Ha ha. Isn't this fun? Isn't this cute? Or like, you know, throw back to another time that was easier and gentler and softer and sweeter. You know, I that's what I what I enjoy. Mine is SpongeBob. SpongeBob. All right. <laughs> Spon SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie. I did see that. So, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie. Well, I have, you know, everyone's like, oh, I really love Citizen Kane and The Godfather. They're very important movies. I like silly movies, I like romantic <laughs> comedies. I'm a girl, <laughs> you know, I like um, one of my favorite, you know, I'll watch the same romantic comedies over and over again, like Bull Durham from the 80s with Kevin Costner and Susan Sarandon or um, The Holiday with Kate Winslet and Jude Law and Cameron <laughs> Diaz and Jack Black. Like that makes me happy. Wow. I'll, I'll watch Made in Manhattan with Jennifer Lopez, like for the hundredth time and still like <laughs> it. when Harry met Sally, does a movie get yeah. better than that? Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Mine is the Minions movie. Oh, the Minions. Okay, so do you like animation? Is animation your thing? Yeah. Yes. Have you ever seen Ratatouille? Uh, About the rat chef? That's my favorite animated movie. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. You have to check it out, huh? Yes. Ratatouille. I recommend it. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for interviewing me. I'm honored. <laughs> When's I've never been interviewed by a nine-year-old before. <laughs> so that's a first. He's our secret weapon. People remember our, you know, people He's remember our show because one. of him. Yeah. 
what's that's a great little tagline you have there. What, Tag kid. <laughs> yeah, what's funny is at the very beginning of our show when we first launched, people we would um after we interview people, we'd go watch them on Facebook because we did a lot of artists and they were doing, mm -hmm. they would be doing yeah, Facebook like, lives. Yeah. Like takeovers. And, right. and they would always yeah. mention if they, if they were mentioning our show about just coming on and always say, Oh, and you got to check out little Chris. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for sharing Chris and make sure that you share the link um, and tag me on Facebook so I can have it and share it with all my fans. Oh, oh, definitely, we definitely will. Do. will. They can watch this show today. So if yeah. you could coast, follow coast. you, watch you, subscribe to you, what, like you, that? wherever you are, that would be great. Yeah. So if you could co-star with any actor, actress, who would it be? And what role would you want to play? Oh, wow. Um, I really admire um, the actresses that I grew up looking up to were like Susan Sarandon, Jessica Lange, Annette Bening, of course, Meryl Streep, Glenn Close. They were like the generation right above me. So I would love to do something with somebody like that, um, who I've just admired and seen on stage and screen for so many years. And some of them I've met in person. I've never worked with them. Um, more closer to my dynamic and age is, you know, Julianne Moore, Kate Blanchett, um, Julia Roberts, you know, mm -hmm. are the people that I just think are so fantastic. I've met um, Jodie Foster. I think she's oh, great. Yeah. I'd love to work with her mm -hmm. as a director. Um, she's a really, she's such a smart lady and knows the whole package. Um, and I, of course she's an amazing actress, but also a, a director. Um, men, you know, I like, I like the big stars, man. I, you know, like, it's so funny and, and people wax and wane in America, but when you travel international, there's no bigger star than Tom Cruise. And oh, I think well, it's just because his power shines through. He's so good and so committed to everything mm -hmm. he does. And I'm 5'3", so I'm a good leading woman for him. <laughs> and <we're, laughs> they always cast, you know, the leading lady at least 10 or 15 years younger than the leading man, right? Because it's Hollywood. And, of course, you know, 007 is, you know, 60. And, and the 007 girl is 30, if that. <laughs> you know? So I, I, I think I should be cast with somebody like Tom Cruise or George Clooney or, oh. or, or may, maybe a Brad Pitt, you know, just somebody That's little enough. like that. <laughs> yes. As their love interest, of course. Of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be? What do you want to be most known and remembered for? I'd like to be known for, for being a genuine person. I am who I am. I'm a nice person. I hope people remember that I'm a giver. You know, acting is only part of my life. I'm on the board of the California Science Center. I support wow. animal um, rescue, shelterhopepetshop.org. Mm -hmm. I'm on the board of directors, you know, the board of governors, I should say, of Cedar sinai Medical Center. And, you know, I'm doing my small, small part to support my local hospital during the pandemic. Right. You know, so um, I'm, I'm active in my community, you know, giving back when I can. And, you know, nobody's perfect. And I, I hope people forget all the silly things I've done and remember me for, <laughs> for the big picture, which is, you know, Following, following my heart, being good at what I do, and um, and being a good person. Love, Love that. that. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? 
I would say to to do the work and follow your dreams and set your mind on some things and then actually do the actions that get you there um, and, and have faith that it's all going to work out. And um, we need a lot of faith right now in the, in the, in this world, mm-hmm. um, you know, and when things get overwhelming, give it to God and, you know, do your next right thing because that's all we know how to do. Right. That's yeah, right. That's right. Yes. And, uh, and speaking of the work, um, if you had a friend of yours and they, they have something special, there's something there when it comes to acting, they've been maybe in a couple commercials and maybe a TV show, but they just know they're called to this. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? Well, if you know you're called for it and you really want to do it, just keep doing it. I, you know, never, 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 never give up. Winston Churchill said, and I believe in that, you know, and it's, this is a business where you don't, there's, there's, there's ageism everywhere, but Mm -hmm. you can keep acting into your, look who just won the best actor award last year, Anthony Hopkins. He's like 90 or something. You know what I mean? Like there's people like Harrison Ford who are carpenters mm-hmm. up until they're cast in a star Wars movie. Like if you, if, if you love it and keep doing it, you know, your next big break can be around the corner or you just get a lot of little breaks and keep working. And that's good too. If you're doing what you love, you know, so just keep doing what you're doing. And, um, know that there's there's plenty for everybody including you yeah and, and you know that, that reminds me of a story of a, a little tree called the chinese bamboo tree this is kind of how i see entertainment whether you're an artist or an actor or actress um but a chinese bamboo tree this is a real tree you can actually research this mm-hmm. but you buy the tree you buy the seeds plant it and for the first year you're watering and fertilizing it, watering and fertilizing it. Nothing, nothing comes up. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You, you told people it's going to be a big tree one day. They'd laugh. Yeah, right. Because nothing, you know, most trees come up a little bit. Nothing. Uh-huh. Second year, nothing comes up. Still water, fertilize it, water, fertilize it. Mm-hmm. Third year, nothing comes up. So you're three years in, still watering it every single day. Fourth year, nothing. Fifth year, sometime in the fifth year, in a six-week span, the tree will grow 90 feet. Now, did the tree grow in six weeks or did it grow in five years? It grew in five years because it was all the roots were growing deep so that it could handle the six feet. And I think that to me, that's entertainment to the T. Yeah. Don't give up before the miracle, as they say. (laughs) Yep, Mm -hmm. exactly. So what's next for you as we close out? I'm so excited. I get to shoot a romantic comedy called Roasted. It's about a coffee shop and the people who come in and out. It's um, I play the cougar customer yeah. who always hits on our leading man, who's the owner of the coffee shop, who's you know, 20 years her junior and super cute. Oh, okay. So um, it's kind of a role just built for me. And you know how I got that role? Yeah. How the girl who interviewed me on a show like this, Jillian Clare has her Thanks for Coming In podcast. She said, she told her mother who who was watching the show, who's the producer of that movie. Oh, well. They decided that Kira would be great for this part and the movie they're shooting, that Jillian's the lead oh, and, and Susan is the is the producer of. So I got um, my next part from doing a show just like this. That's you just crazy. never know, right? That's right. 
Yeah, that's yeah, one of them lucky, them lucky things. Like we talked about mm -hmm. at the beginning, you know, you do the work, you do the work, you do the work, and then you get to the point where you have lucky breaks that happen, but they would never happen if you didn't do the work. Mm -hmm. Yep, there are no accidents. <laughs> God is good. Mm -hmm. That's right. So tell everybody how they can find you. I'm everywhere at Kira Reed Lorsch on Instagram. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I also have a Facebook fan page. Um, I'm on Twitter. And of course, KiraReedLorsch.com. And, you know, we really enjoyed having we you on did. the show. And we so look fun. forward to having you back down the road. Yes. Thank you, Chris and Sandy. Have a great day. And hopefully I'll see you in Nashville. Well, definitely. Uh, that yes. would be great. I would. Thanks so much.